Pulp Barstool. We're back. And uh, yeah, I'm a little under the weather, but we're going to make it through this thing. And we're going to talk about some entrepreneurship related topics. In particular, one that's been on my mind lately is regarding pricing. And I can tell you, over the last few months in particular, pricing strategy has really, even though it's taken me six and a half years, has really crystallized for me. And it makes so much more sense. So we're going to talk about, talk about that a little bit more with our man John Robinson right here, right now. So sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here's another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week we invite you to the virtual pub and this week we get drunk on entrepreneurship. So I'm inviting John Robinson, JR, backup CEO, the man, the myth, the legend, back to the show. How's it going, JR? How's it going with you? You don't sound as chipper as you normally do. So I'm wondering, something must be up with you because you normally have an octave or two higher. Because I was sick since Friday. You know, oh, over, I'm, I'm working on my hot tea right now. Nice. So no alcohol today for the pubcast. That's good. No, yeah. I, I feel like the, the pubcast is a complete farce these days. Um, and that I'm also pretty much giving up alcohol for the time being and, and, and coffee as well. Maybe we should call it afternoon tea. Dude, that's awful. <laughs> so you say that in one of my companies, we used to have what we called morning coffee and afternoon tea as updates to all of the staff. So, mm. yeah, and, and, and I feel like I need to clarify because, like, whenever anyone says I'm giving up alcohol, it's because of they must just did something really stupid, <laughs> right? That's not mm-hmm. what happened here. Uh, I'm not a heavy drinker. I We'll typically drink uh, five or so beverages per week, not per day, per week. And but I've just kind of realized over you know over the past few months that uh, I feel a lot better if I don't have anything. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to give it up entirely, but uh, and of course now I'm now I've been sick, so there you go. That makes sense. Makes sense. Now, now I get it. Now I need to drink alcohol, I guess. Right. So. <laughs> Uh, what you got planned for me today, Jr. Usually, well, oh, I have a couple of things today because we haven't met, and I felt like the first John and John of the year mm, wasn't our best. It was kind of like yesterday's performance of the Minnesota Vikings. Not oh, that was, that was great. That no, was, it wasn't. No, yeah, it wasn't. It was that so was fun terrible. to watch. It was so fun. That was terrible. So, in the spirit of if they would have shown up to play. That's what I want to do this week is just kind of show, get back into the rhythm of things, get back into the flow. And I want to start off by talking about pricing because I just saw something that you posted in the entrepreneurship group probably an hour ago about pricing. Anytime you post something like that, it always gets me to wondering about your wandering because you have a wandering mind. So tell me a little bit about that post and what – What's that about? Well, basically, um, yeah, I was I was reaching out asking the the group and PhD entrepreneurs, I mean, what their uh, philosophy or approach to pricing was, and I was really thinking more because I understand that um, you know my uh, context is different than everybody else because you're going to approach pricing I think a little bit differently whether you're talking about. A service, or you're talking about a physical product or a digital product. Um, but anyway, the reason I asked is because I just realized that my approach has changed so significantly um, in the past over the past few years, and it's something that maybe people haven't really noticed. Like they've noticed prices going up and things like that. But my, I just remember all these voices around me. 
Oh, oh, were you seeing dead people and all types of stuff? You had all these voices talking no, to you? I mean, when I was launching my first products, they're like, oh, you know, don't underprice it. You know, you over, you, if anything, overprice it. And then, like, I, I, would, I would put something out, and they're like, oh, it's too cheap. You need, you're, you're selling yourself short, all that stuff. And, um, like, oh, you can always offer a discount. And so that's basically what happened. Um, now, I, I, I didn't truly... I wouldn't say I truly overpriced it, but I, I, will, I, will, I would say I overpriced, or excuse me, overpriced it in terms of my confidence level of what I thought something somebody should pay for something. Um, and as a result, I offered discounts all the time, but randomly. So it was like um, the the you know it's a uh, it's a holiday, and we needed we need a new promotion and we got sales you know we need we got sales low i'm gonna offer this discount and well discounting like that may make sense for a physical product as i've realized over the years how wrong it seems to me that we've got people who let's say um started three years ago and got 97 dollars a month than someone who just signed up and they're getting a cheaper price for, for like a membership. Like that makes no freaking sense. Like well, what did this new person do to, to, to get the better price than that other person has been loyal for three years? So um, the, the, the way I look at it now, it's like <clears throat> price it whatever wherever you feel comfortable in the beginning. And, and for me, with these digital products, a lot of times it's like, uh, and, and, and membership, we're talking about PHC Basic. We're talking about PHC Entrepreneurs, where it's a brand new community. <clears throat> and like, I'm not going to tell you to spend hundreds of dollars on something per month if I'm not even sure what's going to be in it yet. Because I don't have the confidence level uh, that all that content's going to be there. So I also need to build a community. I need lots of people to be in there because that's important. So, and I can reward the people who get in early. So you can offer it at a low price in the beginning. Whether or not you look at it as a discount, it could be. You could say, um, <clears throat> for example, like PhD entrepreneurs. I know this is like a roundabout way of answering this. I understand. I'm yeah, so, I am. And I'm going to reel you back in because you're bouncing all but, over. But it, but the main point is this. I went from being afraid of underpricing. And so starting with kind of an overpriced mentality, but constantly offering discounts at random times throughout the year to um, starting low and going up. So as we add value to something, increasing the price as, a, as, a, as opposed to the other way around, which we were going before. All right. So here, here's what I'm going to do. Um end of the day i love starting off with a how do i you know how do i and this how do i is how do i nail my pricing strategy and how do i nail my pricing strategy you're 100 you had a lot of philosophies you had a lot of habits you had a lot of tendencies that have evolved over the years here are some words that i heard so i want to make sure that i heard these correctly because it sounded like hey i want to overprice so I can discount. I want to price it's, so it's comfortable. It, it, and the, the thing I hate about that is it's so deceptive. Okay. Right. So, all right. Well, you deceptively interrupted me, so we'll go back. Okay. So, <laughs> overprice. So we discount. Mm-hmm. We I price what I'm comfortable with. Is is that fair to say? Well, one of your natural tendencies was to price what you're comfortable with charging. Well, that's what it, that's what I'm doing now. Okay, so you went from overpriced strategy with a lot of discounting and you shifted to what I'm comfortable with. Right, and then when it's comfortable, then it's like when people, because before people could be like, they come to me and like, oh, that's too much and uh, you know, I'm really on a tight budget. And like, okay, well, here's this discount or whatever. Now it's mm-hmm. like, this is priced the way it should be. Okay. And so if anyone comes to me, they're like, no, that's, this is what it is. If you want something at a lower price, here's this other thing. Because I feel like that's just so much more upfront, so much more honest, as opposed to like always having this room to discount, basically, which basically says that this thing, I, I'm gouging people. 
Which all right, so sucks. let's do this because I want to. I want to help those that are listening that have the current strategy of overpricing and discounting. And what I want you to share is what trouble have you seen firsthand when you overprice and then you use discounting like crazy. And of course, I'm going to lead you here because I remember a test of $1, mm-hmm. a $1 promotion. And I don't know if discounting, if you're bundling discounting and promotion like that, because we did a dollar promotion, remember? Well, and to be honest with you, the dollar thing, if you if you kind of, you know, um, put this thing, you know, write this thing out. That that's not what I have an issue with because the dollar thing happened at the very beginning of a new product. Okay. Now, now the price itself was bad. I never should have done it a dollar, but the concept of putting something out there inexpensively in the beginning, saying, "Hey, get this trial. You know, first month. You know, just special for you to try out this new thing." I, I that's actually exactly what I would recommend now. What I don't recommend is like going out with something I say, hey, this is a $97 a month product, and then every couple of months or so say, hey, you can get it for 67 Hey, you can get it for 77 Hey, you know, like all these random times. Because then people who signed up just a couple days ago for a higher price feel cheated. It makes no sense. As opposed to, oh, they missed the deal because they signed up too late. That's something that I'm okay with. As opposed to just okay. these arbitrary promotions yeah. that we would have. I get that. I get that. So let's stick to I'm a I'm an entrepreneur who is overpricing my service right now so that I can discount. What trouble, what interference, what what headaches, what harms are ahead? for those that overprice and discount. And I think I heard you say deceptive was one of the words mm-hmm. that shows up as a harm when you do that. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like um, I feel the same way. I'll give you an example. This is completely separate of all this, but you know I'm a baseball coach, blah, blah, blah. And I've got all these various tournaments i got to sign um, my, my son's team up for. And, you know, we had this, early discount um, to sign up. Like, okay, if we sign up before January 1st, we get this great discount, I signed up. Once you know it, there's like this late January discount that they came in that was even better than that. I'm like, what the, f- what is that? Like, mm-hmm. why, why does someone now get a better discount than I got? So then mm-hmm. you got this, this whole, because then it's like, I feel cheated. Like, I, I should be paying less and it's, it's not fair. So, so, so you feel like it's unfair. So it's yeah. not only deceptive, it's unfair. Because I have an example of that as well. As I spent, uh, last year, I spent a pretty good amount of money on a one-day training. And I'm not going to say the name of the person because I, I respect him a lot. However, they executed this pretty poorly. And I jumped on early. So anytime you say early bird discounting, I assume early bird discounting should be the best. Should be the best. So I spent, I think let's say it was a a $800 day. A ticket was 800 bucks. If you bought multiple tickets, blah, 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 discounted down to about $550. And that's where I got my ticket for $550. Um, two weeks prior to the day of uh, the event, which was an event that I had to fly from San Diego to New York. So let's add on airline, hotel, food, hmm. all of this stuff. I get an offer that says, since you're a member of our group, you get two tickets for the price of one. Hmm. And one ticket cost $200. So in essence, it went down to $100. And I'd already spent, you know, over 500 for one ticket. And matter of fact, I had to, I bought two tickets. So that was almost $1,100. For 200 I could have got the same price. So I was pretty heated. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to him directly. 
because he found out that I was heated hmm. and I spoke to him directly. And he stated to me, hey, I really appreciate that you were an early bird. And we priced these the tickets so that we would get this much following. And since we got so much good following, we decided to sponsor a bunch of people who would never be able to get in, like students and teachers and I don't know who else that community was. But he said, hey, because you spent this amount of money, we were able to do this. Well, that doesn't make me feel good about, right. you know, the initial, what the price ended up being. So it, it deceptive, mm, cheated, yes. Yes, felt cheated. Felt like it wasn't fair. Yeah. So how do you go from a strategy of overpricing and then discounting, chasing discounts all the time so that it ends up being a feeling of deception and feel up being a, a feeling of cheated. How do you correct that? So let's just say, like you said before, and I think you said it this way, it's like there is a right time in the evolution and the life cycle of a business. I get it. If you're early, you're starting out, you don't have a big following – I get that you may lean toward trying to price high and then discounting a lot to get people on. Yeah, and it's always easier said than done. Like I, people always tell you, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, never underprice it and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, well, I've got, I'm, I'm creating this audience from scratch. I've, you know, this may be like, well, we're, we're going to start with communities. Okay, I think this is a good place to focus. There's so many, so many different directions we can go here. So we'll talk about membership communities. Okay. So we're going to launch this membership community and I'm going to price it at $500 a month. Right? And uh and you're pretty new to the industry. How many people are going to sign up for that? You know, maybe you get one or two. <laughs> that's not a community. Right? And even if you you can say, "Oh, that's worthwhile. It covers my costs or whatever and this and that." Um it's it's not worthwhile. So in the early going, I think it's important if you've got a brand new membership community. It's bare bones. So, so don't re- refrain from over delivering in the beginning. And be careful how I say that. Like you still should pr- provide good stuff, right? But um, basically, you want to give yourself the ability to um, provide more value later on, and then increase the price, you know, as as you go. Because it's really hard to provide a whole bunch of value up front to this new community. You need volume. Volume is the key to a good community, a good thriving community. So basically set the, the price for what you think this is going to be worth in the early going, given it's bare bones. And you know, you, you know that you, you, there's still a lot you have to figure out, you know, what, what you're going to do in this community, what you can commit to, and all that kind of stuff. So this is going to be the regular price. But early bird, you're going to get this big discount um, as a way of – for me to say thank you because I realize it's a little bit of a risk joining a new community. It absolutely is. You mean one of the first people in this thing. You don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. So you can get this discount. You get that discount for life. That discount, uh, that price is no longer be available on X date. So you also add that uh, sense of urgency there. So all of that, I think, really, really works well. And then you can also generate that sense of loyalty. Those people won't want to leave because they're going to get that price forever. That's no longer going to be available. That's the other pr- problem, too. If you keep offering these discounts all the time, like, oh, I can just leave and come back and get that discount again because he's always offering these discounts, right? You are not going to get that price again. So price goes up on X date. Then, like, you'll be running this community again for a few months, six months, a year. All right, we're going to improve this thing. We're going to add X, Y, and Z. We're going to make this even better, even more valuable. So on this date, the prices can go up. So, it, you know, it's, it all makes sense to me now. Like how, and this has been really, really effective for, for my business over the last month. And I'm understanding it just, it just makes more sense as opposed to this constant discounting and random arbitrariness of, you know, just discounting whenever you're hitting lulls. Um, uh, so I think this, I feel much, much more comf- comfortable in the way we're approaching it now. Yeah, I like that. And just kind of to circle back, cause I like your, your strategy. I like that the idea says, and I'm going to use some 
language, some business bingo. Uh, there's, you know, a concept of minimum viable product. And in my mind, it's minimum value proposition and, and same MVP. And I like what you're saying is the minimum value proposition of what's the minimum that you can do that will be a fair exchange mm-hmm. for the price, a fair price. And volume's and important. You, volume's important. Volume's important. Loyalty is important. Mm-hmm. And I like the use of how you use limited time. I am very tired of mm-hmm. the widespread and epidemic use of this is expiring. Right. This is expiring. And every day I look and I'm like the same guy, and I won't name any other names. Isn't the same guy that I was talking about before, but other names, every time I look up, I'm looking at a ticker in Some my email box that says, this is going to expire. And I'm like, you sure just had is. one last week. Yeah. You just had one last week. Yeah, one week before. So I like that. All right, so let's move on because I, I still want to evolve the conversation around your tendencies and habits Around the question of, I'm going to evolve the question a little bit. Maybe you can change that in the Facebook group for those that aren't on the call yet. But, you know, we're talking, how do I nail my membership community pricing strategy? So for those that are out there, like, man, how do I nail my membership community pricing strategy? So I heard words earlier. You already talked about overpricing. You already talked about discounting. We talked about a little bit about promotion. Um, where does logic show up? Because I'm not sure, is this science or is this an art? I've been backstage. I've seen how you price things. I've heard it. Well, I don't know if it's science or art or logic. <clears throat> there is one missing factor here, though. So, Because the, the, the beauty of um, a, a, a membership community, something that's digital, something that scales like this, it's like you... You could price it at many different prices, and and it'll be worthwhile to you, because um, it's not a matter of oh, I've got to pr- create this whole new thing for each individual person. However, there's there's a really important factor involved that I wasn't thinking about when we talked about that one dollar promotion as you were mentioning earlier. It's like what is the audience that you want to attract? So there's a balance between um, what is the, the cost of this, uh, how much is this worth, how much do I need for this, and um, how, you know, what are people going to think about the quality of this based on the price? Because you might start attracting the completely wrong people if you price really, really low. Um, and what I've found is like, oh, well, we found it with that dollar, that dollar deal, it, it's, it, it was successful in generating volume. And, and for that reason, I don't regret it. What Unfortunately, what it, what it also does is brings in very low-quality members, people who are known to spam, because I was like, I'll spend a dollar to spam people. Uh, people you know, who are just, uh, yeah, who are questionable, had used questionable strategies, and like, we do not want these types of people. We want the people who are invested in Facebook advertising or aren't looking for shortcuts, that kind of stuff. But what is that price point then that makes sense for that group? So that, that's what I, I, I should have been, I should have thought about that a little bit more. Maybe that price should have been, you know, I don't know, $39. Who knows? Like, again, I'm trying to put myself in the frame of mind I was then as far as my confidence level, like knowing that I had no community yet and I needed to build this volume, what was that price point? $1 was an overreach. All right, do me a favor. Um, in the spirit of the kind of person who blanks, because I, I love where you're going here when you talk about the target, you know, who we want to serve, who mm-hmm. we want to work with, who we, whose questions we want to answer every day you know what the people that energize us fill in the blank with we love working with the kind of people who blank and let's just keep it to phc elite right now it's staying in the phc elite mindset the kind of people who what we love we love the people who blank yeah yeah like so so when we're attracting the we want 100 new members in yeah. phc elite 
the kind of people who what? Who are active, engaged, mm -hmm. who help mm -hmm. other people, who mm -hmm. are not high maintenance, mm -hmm. who are knowledgeable and add value okay. to the community. So basically their presence makes the, the community more valuable. Beautiful. Now, with that said, and the words getting in the way, do you see that $1 promotions in the way of attracting the kind of people who you just described? Absolutely. I mean, for, Why? Well, for, what, what, what makes you think that? Go ahead. It does two things. First of all, it invites in anybody and everybody. So mm -hmm. every, people who start jumping in uh, are those who aren't heavily invested in Facebook ads, aren't knowledgeable on the topic. And a lot of times you, you find that on the psychology side of it, those who are on the bargain side who are looking for everything for free or close to free, um, they expect the most for close to nothing. So they're, they're more high maintenance. But the main thing is they're the ones who are not adding value necessarily to that community. I'm not saying everybody, but you're going to start inviting a lot of those people in. The person who adds the most value to that community also knows this. And they would be wary of a $1 community. Like, I don't think I want to join. We even heard this about the PHC entrepreneurs when I, when I put out that $9 offer to PHC Elite. Like, I don't know if I want to be part of that because we don't want low quality. It's all high quality right now. It's just a nice small community. But that's the one thing you have to balance because it's like, well, if it's only $9 a month, how invested are they in this mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs? And so... You need to think about, this isn't only your bottom line um, and, and getting greedy. That's not all about that. It's about creating the type of community that provides the value that you want to provide and you want other people to get out of it. Um, so, that, I mean, that's really what I think about when I think about, you know, you know what people, what my ideal customer is um, and what I want them to do and what I don't want them to do. Yeah, I like that. And I think there's there's something that, that I want to make sure is not lost. When you start off with the how do I attract a community of highly engaged, highly helpful, highly curious, and let's just say timely payers, because let's, let's get real. Like there is a part of you have to collect. You don't want to be chasing credit cards and all these other things. When you start off with high engagement, that's what you want. You better believe that low price points don't really attract that. I, I've always had this belief that once you pay, you pay attention. Now, I don't mean pay a dollar, you pay attention. Whatever it is, you pay $99, you might may pay more attention. You pay 1000 you may pay more attention. But a dollar? $1? No, not so much. Yeah, and I think part of the dollar, the thought process behind the dollar is, you know, kind of make, trying to make it available to everyone who, who wants to be, become a part of this. Uh, but I wasn't thinking. And basically, the way I understand it now is like with my audience, um, it's really broken up into sections. You got the high, high spenders who are going to buy no matter what I do, uh, what I put out there. Um, you have those who are going to buy here and there from me, uh, maybe one time, maybe a couple times. Uh, you have those who are never going to buy from me more than likely, uh, but they're going to provide value in return of some kind. They're going to share my stuff they're going to comment on things and, and provide a lot of really good positive feedback. They're going to connect me to someone else who can end up being a very good member. And then you have the people who are complete negatives. And, and those are the ones that spam and are negative and are high maintenance. And So the main thing that I've, I've, I've started to understand is that this is broken up that way. And you have to and accept that you're not going to be um, – you're not going to be everything for everybody. You don't want everybody. And even in those, those three positive groups, or even the first two, not everything I create is for um, you know, all those, those positive groups. 
So mm-hmm. I just I want to make sure that I create the things that are right for the right group of people, and not try to make my product form like okay I'll come down price for you on this one kind of thing. Like well maybe this one might not be right for you. That's that's not a good fit, and that's fine. And that's okay. This, maybe this other product is better for you. You know. So, it, like, for anyone who can't afford stuff, that's fine. It's lots of free stuff. Go sign up for the free stuff. It's okay. <laughs> so, like, I don't ever want to make it feel like everything's behind this paywall and you can't get any good content. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, you brought up the word get- guessing. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to jump on that a little bit earlier. You said you used the word guessing, and I'm not sure if you have explored that even more. But how can guessing get you in trouble how can how can it how can it put you how can it create interference i mean can you strategically guess i mean what, are you me. talking about guessing about pricing what are you talking about guessing right we're still talking about pricing yeah i mean you have to make some sort of educated guess you can't just like oh what, what's my product worth what should people pay for it i'm gonna say one thousand dollars you know mm-hmm. you've got to have some sort of market that sets it you got to know who your target audience is, what they're able to pay, what a com- quote unquote competitor program is going for, and you know that kind of thing. So it's got to be an educated guess, as opposed to just throwing something against the wall, getting it completely wrong, and then no one signs up for it, or everybody signs up for it, but it's the wrong types of people. So, so share with me like the educated guess examples because i'm thinking of one i could have sworn you've surveyed before you said how mm, much would you guys pay yeah, we did that. it will tell me yeah yeah we surveyed oh as, when i was really uh talking about the it's been a few things actually is the i think entrepreneurs group uh because i was going back and forth between entrepreneurs entrepreneurs group and entrepreneurs product I also surveyed about doing a training program. I was like, I'm looking at four weeks, maybe six weeks. Ended up being just two lesson, but now, but and like, how much would you be willing to pay and the snap? So, absolutely, survey. Um, mm-hmm. I think it also helps that now we've been doing this for over six years, so we have a decent understanding what people will pay for my my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we really haven't, you know, tested the limits on that, and I have no problem with that. I, I still like, I enjoy volume. I, and I, I know we might leave money on the table on the table with that. I, I'm fine with that. So, um, so I mean, those are examples of ways we've used kind of some educated. It's not actually guessing. I mean, there's some research that goes into that, not just throwing something out there. And so, so for example, with the PhD entrepreneurs, the fact that I, I, I plan on going out, at least as it stands. $49 to the public. Um, that's based on, okay, well, what are we doing right now with PHC Elite? And how is the, the amount of content we're going to provide per, for PHC entrepreneurs compared to what we're doing for PHC uh, Elite? How about PHC Basic? How about, you know, what, what's the, the room for growth and what, what's the type of um, entrepreneur we're trying to attract? You know, so all these things combined, uh, like, I think forty nine dollars is a pretty good, and that's uh, even way back in the beginning. I was kind of f- focusing on on a number right around there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. So we talked discounting, overpricing, guessing, uh, promotions, and kind of logic. You use the word comfort. How does how does comfort come in? In how do I nail my membership community pricing strategy? Well, it, for you? it's I, I've never been more comfortable with my pricing. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and I think that's really important because back in the day, uh, you know, that, that discount would go away, quote unquote discount would go away and go up to $97. And someone would come crawling to me saying, oh, you know, I can't afford it. Uh, you know, my, I work for this really small company. We're really trying to trying to get going. Um, can I get a discount? I'm like, okay, here's a discount. And it's uh, it's just it seems wrong and weird. It's like it's I don't have any <clears throat> any true convictions there regarding price. But and I didn't have because I didn't have confidence in the pricing that that that's what it truly deserved to be. All right now it's like this is the price it should be. I'm very confident in that. 
So if you come to me and say you want to be part of PHC Elite, but you can't afford it, I'm like, no, oh, it's fine. It's, it's okay. It's, it's probably, if you're worried about that price, you really should not sign up. Because really that $147 a month price point is for people who are so invested in Facebook ads that you get that back and much more. Um, and that doesn't come from spending $200 a month in Facebook ads. You should probably be spending multiple thousands of dollars in most cases. But um, so I say, but the nice thing is now I can say, because I've got confidence level, we've got the structure. Well, maybe this isn't for you. Maybe PHC Basic is better for you. Maybe you should try that out first. And if not, free content, lots of it. Enjoy it, soak it up. Um, so that all comes back down to confidence level. And I think as a result, people end up appreciating that structure too, because I'm not going to end up ticking somebody off that I offered this one person a discount, but I didn't give, it, give you a discount. Why is that? This new person just joined, got a better price than I did. What's that all about? And then you're like doing it all secretively. Like, oh, don't tell anybody you got this great discount. It's ridiculous. So, so how, how do you boost your confidence? So let's say it's low. Let's say you're confident out of one out of 10 on confidence in your pricing strategy. Let's say it's a three. How do you boost that confidence? Because you said earlier, like, oh, comfort is kind of feeling, but it's more feeling without confidence. And then you want to flip it to say, oh, this is, I'm more confident. So now I feel it's right. It's kind of putting the feel, feel that it's confident or confident now that I, now I feel it. Well, like I, it's, yeah. it's interesting to see where emotions show up. I think it's a matter of a combination of longevity and routine. So okay. <clears throat> you go into it not really sure what's going to happen with this thing. And as a result, you have low confidence and you price it accordingly. But over time, you're like, you start, start adding value to it. And you're like, this is, this is doing really well. And you, you get in your routine and you're not, you're not, you don't feel like you're overworking yourself. And like, now all of a sudden, like the dollar amount is starting to add up, makes sense, whatever it is I'm asking for, for what, for what I, for the work I'm putting in, people are happy. They're not canceling. Um, you're not having a lot of churn there. Your confidence level is going up as a result of that. You're getting lots of good feedback. Those things all contribute to your confidence level and the pricing. And if you're in the right place, I'm going to add the word contributions because I believe that this is an X Y axis. You know, it is about contributions and it's about time slash price. The more you contribute free content, paid content over a longer amount of time, then I think the price will can go up mm -hmm. as time goes on. But if you're one of those guys that says like for me, if I wanted to do, let's say a, uh, a 20 person once a month backup CEO forum once a month, never launch anything, never put everything in the world. And I just say, okay, 1500 per month per person. It's right off the bat. No content, no nothing. I don't know what the heck that is. Like, I don't know what price to put out there. It doesn't, it won't work. Mm. It just won't work because I believe there wasn't, there's not enough contribution out there for people to get to know who you are. And visibility is important, trust is important. So I think as trust goes up, I think trust is a component of how do I nail my membership community pricing strategy, engineer trust in there. People gotta trust that they're gonna pay, you know, these big numbers or whatever the, the price is. Trust is a, is a big factor of it. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think, um, I mean, there, I think there's a free, certainly a free element to this that Actually, you know, looking back, I did right. Um, I, I I completely forgot. I had a free Facebook group at one point um, that I completely neglect. And I don't even look at it anymore. Um, that I think is a good starting point. Like this gets people in. Um, you don't add any, you know, anything ridiculous to it. Uh, so it's not like it, well, it should be a paid community. But then um, those are people who might be loyal to, who might be interested in a paid community. Mm -hmm. Or uh, I, before, the, before PHC started, I had something called the Do Awesome Things weekly webinar, mini webinar, to Do Awesome Things mini webinar, which is the PHC Elite weekly webinar, essentially. And to, to, to get access to it, you just had to subscribe. That was it. It was a free subscription. I ran it for like three months or something like that. 
And I might have had, I don't know, four, four or 5,000 people who joined it. And so not only did it give me experience with that, but once you know it, it pulled people through this funnel to see, oh, this has lots of value. If you want to continue to get this, you need to sign up for PHC Elite, which is my new community where I'm going to do these weekly webinars where you're going to be just like this. And um, since, since you've been doing this, you're going to get this special price, this intro price. That will go, again, it's an intro price, which is different from just random discounting, that will go up. And so, I mean, I think I, I truly believe in that type of strategy, that, that type of approach. Um, but one real quick thing is Troy, Troy Horn, who's in PHC Entrepreneurs. Again, we're, we're kind of uh, recording this while and streaming it to PHC Entrepreneurs. Um, he, he had a question I want to make sure we got to. He said, what if you get five people at $5 a month? Do you still launch or do you launch and, and provide less value? Or what, what do you think? Is there a minimum price that you suggest to start with? How do you get past that issue? So, um, yeah, kind of the way I look at it, like my first ever training program, my training course, um, I did it as a, a pre-purchase. And I offered it for, I think it was like $73 or something like that. It was like a half-off kind of deal. And... So that's the first ever course I created because I didn't know how many people were going to buy it, how much work I should put into it, any of that. So based on how many people bought it, it was going to determine how, many, how much work I put into it. And if, if five people bought it, I either would have put you know, minimal work into it and, and still provide enough value to make it worthwhile, or I would have just given their money back and said, sorry, you know, this ain't going to happen after all. Um, if you're talking about a community, uh, I wouldn't, <clears throat> again, with Troy's question, if he's talking about an actual community, five people is not a community. So if you launch something at $5 a month, five people signed up, um, it's probably not going to give you what you want because you, there's going to, not only are you getting no money at $25 a month, but those five people aren't going to provide any, well, maybe. I mean, probably not going to provide enough value where they're going to want to stay in that community month to month. Um, so you, you need to set a, a, a minimum for what's worth it for you. Um, and also have an expectation based on what is your built-in audience right now. How many people can you reasonably expect to join? What's the cost of, of me managing this? Uh, hey, it's entirely possible $5 a month for five people is still okay for you based on the amount of work you put into it. But my guess is that sounds like a waste of time. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the upside down response to this because I, I believe that five people is a good number for a start for an experiment. And whatever the price, if it's $5, $15, $20, whatever the price point is, I believe that if it's an experiment that you say, if I can get five people to commit for six months, then I will learn what I need to know in order to expand it. If your plan is to expand it, your plan is to create, because five, five people to me is a community. If I'm holding a dinner party and five people show up and I have seven chairs, I'm glad that five people show up. It just up. depends, right? Uh, I mean, the, the numbers okay. usually say you can get, you know, 10% of your community is, is pretty much going to hold it up, right? So if you got five right. people, 10% isn't even a whole person. So that's right. the problem. Now, I, I, I get that. I get that. And I think, I think the hypothetical, because I think when I listen to it, I'm not anchoring to five people, $5. Yeah. I'm anchoring to low price, low number of people. And I think low number of people, low price for 90 days, 120 days is worth it. But I also think that a hard deadline of if I don't grow this to this amount, if I don't collect this amount by this day, I turn the lights off on this. Because it could be easy 
to just keep something going just because, and then it distracts you from doing bigger and greater work. But I, I'm one of those, I don't want to say romantic in the, in the terms of entrepreneurship, but I guess I could say that I'm a romantic. I love helping one person yeah, and that person helps another person. That person helps another person. But I think to set some boundaries on your experiment and be real specific on it. If I do this, then this, this is how I'll measure it. This is the date by what I'll measure it. And once I get to that date, here's what I learned. And if I haven't learned what I wanted to learn, then I'll continue it for another 30 days. Uh, on a side note, I have a buddy of mine who is a very, very successful entrepreneur. Everything he touches, is like he's like Willy Wonka of entrepreneurship. And he taught me this trick that said, hey, I always achieve my goals. I'm like, how do you do that? I, should, I just extend the deadline. Mm-hmm. I, should ex- I just extend what I wanted to know. And that's it. So I, 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 I'll, I welcome people to try their experiments, but just put it within some boundaries. Yeah, no, and, and you make good points. I, I think I need to backtrack a little bit on saying it's not worth your time and this and that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I've been sick, man. Whoa, I, I, sick. I, I'm in a bad mood. Um, <clears throat> it, it all depends on you know if it's worthwhile to you. Like, are you getting something out of this with these five people for that for that twenty five? Because maybe you're getting something out of it if it's free, which you pretty much have to be because free or twenty five dollars a month. There's not a whole lot of difference between the two in terms of the amount of work involved um, that make it worthwhile. So. I, mean, I think that's that's the main thing is that especially in the early going that are you learning something from it? Are you getting something out of it? Is it something you can apply to you know the future? Is it is there an area for growth? I, I you know knowing a little something about Troy and I know he's into I think a little bit of coaching and uh, uh, youth athletics and coaching and instruction that type of thing. Um, my recommendation for him is to start if and I'm not I'm not really sure where he's at right now. In terms of community and audience and email lists and all that kind of stuff, but I think a good place to start would be free stuff. So whether you know you got free content, you got free articles, you got free videos, uh, even a free community, free Facebook group, you could start using that to experiment with like streaming, like what we're doing, streaming Facebook lives, you know, do Q and A's, ask you know, do webinars, that kind of thing. So then at least these people who are joining your community that you're experimenting with, you are learning about what they value. And they are also learning about what you can provide. So then you say, hey, all right, you know, I just want to let you all know that these things we've been doing, I'm going to start doing that in this whole new paid community. It's going to cost $25 a month, but you can sign up for $5 a month. Um, because you're one of the early entries and that's going to go up, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, that's, kind of the way I'd look at it for him because you got to start somewhere especially in these completely new communities if especially if you don't have like if you haven't created a product yet uh, starting free I think is I would absolutely recommend doing it all right so with that said I'm gonna land this plane because I think we've, we've had a good talk but before I do well, that do we have to we have to get our uh, tab from the yeah, and as I said, before I do that, we got to get our tab. But we also, for next week, since John was whining about me not sharing a topic oh, beforehand, so next week, we're going to talk about Ground Zero. And it's a tool that I designed in order. And matter of fact, it I'd love to test it out on Troy. I am absolutely challenging you, Troy, to join us next week to walk through a ground zero conversation. And we could even use this pricing uh, or the, the, the pricing situation to get to talk through where you're at with it all the way to, through what you're willing to do, what help you need, what next. And that's a framework that, that I put together in a PDF. And it's soon John and I'll be uh, releasing some of these PDFs uh, that that we're designing here to help people think this through. I, I love 
something that I love to do, I love to put together PDFs that are self-coaching PDFs, that are intuitive, that are like, okay, these are questions I need to ask myself. I need to, to print them out, write on them, share them, talk about them with my loved ones, talk about them with my coach, my mentors, whoever you want to talk to. But I'd love to next week go through a ground zero conversation with Troy or anybody else. Um, it depends on how many people we get. Might have to make them shorter conversations. If we only get Troy, then we'll we'll give our fifty minutes to Troy. So sounds good to me, man. And hopefully, I'll be I'll be feeling better next week. And I'll be zoning in and out while you're talking. Yeah, and hopefully you will not wear such a dorky hat for hey, those who can't see him. He's wearing a hat. It's not dorky. So <laughs> for anyone who can't see, it's uh, Love Your Melon. It's called Love Your Melon. <laughs> and it is, hey, there's a story behind it. It's a really good company. Um, they donate half of all net profits uh, to childhood cancer um, organizations, and one of them being Alcestone the big one. So I actually bought one, a similar, you know, I love my melon, or love your melon hat for everyone in the family for Christmas. So Lisa's got one with a little, little vault thing on the top, and the boys have one too. Thanks for making me feel bad for laughing at your love my melon hat. You're now. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I love the story. Yeah. I, I love the story. As a matter of fact, I would love to see if we could get somebody from Love Your Melon on on the, the show one day. That'd mm. be kind of cool. Word. Oh, Nathan, yes. I want... We got Nathan raising his hand. Right. We're going to use Nathan. All right. That, that's all I got. All right, man. Well, thanks for being on. Uh, once again, thanks to everybody listening uh, to the podcast. And thanks to those of PHC Entrepreneurs for joining us. Until next time, do awesome things. We are out.